Hi, and welcome to this podcast from Living Well Services at St Wilfred's Hospice in Chichester. This podcast is about lungs, lung health and mechanics of breathing. Firstly, it is important to address some common misconceptions around hospices. Whilst a lot of our work is with patients who are nearing the end of their lives, we also work with patients who have long-term conditions which affect their quality of life. When it comes to breathlessness, this is a very common symptom experienced by many people with long-term conditions, and it is something we have a lot of experience helping people with. Our main aim is to get you breathing a little easier and feeling calmer and better able to cope with any breathing difficulties you may be experiencing. If you live with anyone else, then it may also be helpful for them to listen in so that they can practice techniques with you and to help them know how best to support you. They may even find some benefit using the techniques. In this first podcast, we will be talking about our lungs and what it means to take a breath and to do this well. Breathing is something we tend to take for granted. We've been doing it every day since the day we were born, and on the whole, until something goes wrong, we have never really thought about how to breathe. Breathing is something which just goes on in the background while we get on with all the things we are focusing on in life. It even continues without any consciousness while we're asleep each night. That's how easy breathing is. Until it isn't. And when breathing becomes difficult, it can be a very unsettling feeling. Frightening even. Especially when you start to feel that you are unable to control it. The good news is that you can control your breathing. Of course there are circumstances when breathing difficulties require more help and assistance. With more acute and severe illness, such as can develop with a viral or bacterial infection. Talk of intensive care and ventilators can feel extremely daunting, but for most people who experience breathing difficulties, your symptoms are something which can be managed at home and by yourself once you have learned a few simple tools to use. So, first of all, let's talk about the lungs and why they are so important. Our muscles and organs all require oxygen to do their various jobs. To keep moving, our muscles use oxygen. When they don't get enough, they can feel sore. Our brains need oxygen, and sometimes when oxygen levels are low, our thought processes slow down a bit, and we can't remember things as clearly as normal. These are just some examples. To reach the rest of the body, oxygen has to first pass through the lungs and into the bloodstream, which delivers it to wherever it is needed. Carbon dioxide, produced as a waste gas, is transported back to the lungs to be exhaled and got rid of. The balance of oxygen and carbon dioxide in the body is important. However, difficulty breathing does not necessarily mean that your oxygen levels are low. There are other aspects of breathing which can lead to symptoms like shortness of breath, even when oxygen levels are perfect. Think about the Olympic sprinter who breaks the 100-metre world record but then stands doubled over, out of breath and unable to speak for a few minutes. There's nothing wrong with them. Their oxygen levels are perfect. They are super fit, but they have pushed their body to its limits. And when we exert ourselves, we can end up feeling short of breath. This is really important to remember, because shortness of breath is a normal thing to experience. 
It's just that we each have different limits with what we can manage before feeling short of breath. This can vary too, because it can be affected by things like having a cold, being tired, the weather, and allergens like pollen. And it can change over time as we age or our fitness levels change, or if we develop a condition which affects our breathing, or where our body weakens and so everyday things become more of an effort, meaning that we can get short of breath doing something we used to find easy. We all get short of breath at times, but what can be difficult when you have an underlying condition which causes breathlessness is the fact you may be living with it every day and not just experiencing it after obvious physical exertion. In the general population, research conducted in 2014 found that breathlessness was experienced by approximately 6% of people aged 20 to 65 and 30% of people aged 65 or over. Among people with underlying health conditions, it is even more common and may be experienced more frequently. Approximately 40% of patients with COPD report moderate or severe shortness of breath, and between 50-70% to of cancer patients experience breathlessness at some stage during their illness, even if their lungs are not directly affected. In patients with advanced lung cancer, 90% of people will experience breathlessness. So this is a common symptom, and there are many ways in which the healthcare professionals working with you can support you. The advice and techniques in this podcast are based on research and experience, and have been shown to be very effective in helping people to live and cope with breathlessness. As palliative care specialists, We look at how to help you feel as comfortable as possible, whilst maintaining the best quality of life and highest level of independence possible. We look at all aspects from breathing exercises, ways of adapting your home environment and helping you to plan activities, to looking at equipment which may help you, and as a team, we look at how to use medications to help manage your symptoms too. If a need for supplementary oxygen is identified then this will be provided after a specialist assessment, if it is appropriate for you. However, breathlessness does not always indicate a need for oxygen, and it can be experienced even with perfect oxygen levels. Breathlessness can be a very uncomfortable symptom to experience, and can be a source of significant anxiety, which is why it is so important to have strategies to manage it and enable you to cope with it so that you can keep enjoying life and doing the things which matter to you. There are a number of body parts which play a role in the act of breathing. We are going to start with the lungs, which are central to the action. Your lungs would be deeply offended if I didn't talk to you about them first. You may already have some idea about the structure of the lungs, and some amongst you may have really good existing knowledge but others listening may not know much at all. And when you have a condition which affects your breathing, it can be helpful to have a basic understanding of the lungs and other parts of the body which play important roles in your breathing. I am going to create an image to help you visualise the internal structure of your lungs. Imagine one of those amazing old oak trees whose trunks divide into two part way up so that they appear to then have two trunks, 
which go on to divide into smaller branches. Those branches then divide further into thinner, more delicate branches, before clusters of leaves at the end remind you of the ongoing process of seasonal change and the cycle of life. Your lungs look a lot like this tree turned upside down. Structurally, in your lungs, the main trunk is called the trachea, more commonly known as the windpipe. It has a wide opening and inhaled and exhaled air pass in and out through here, from and to the nose and mouth. The trachea then divides into two smaller tubes. These are like those two trunks that the old oak tree's main trunk divides into. These two tubes are called the bronchi. That is the plural name for them both. There is a left bronchus, which leads to the left lung, and the right bronchus, which leads to the right lung. Each of the bronchi then divides into smaller tubes, extending like branches in multiple directions. These tubes are called bronchioles. At the end of your bronchioles are the alveoli. These are what the leaves of the tree represents. They are tiny air sacs, like miniature balloons, and this is where the exchange of gases takes place. The air we inhale contains a mixture of gases, but the ones we are interested in are oxygen and carbon dioxide. Oxygen passes out of your lungs, through the alveoli walls, and into tiny blood capillaries which surround them. From here it is transported in the blood to where it is needed around the body. Believe it or not, if you were to take all of the alveoli and to open them up and lay them flat, the total surface area would be equivalent to the floor space of the average one or two bedroom flat. There are an estimated 700 million alveoli in the lungs, covering a total surface area of about 70 square metres. So, if you have been told that you have areas of lung which are damaged, or if you have even had part of a lung removed, it is important to remember that there is still a lot of lung area left, and we can manage okay like this. The human body is an amazing thing, which can compensate and adapt very well. There are other structures which play important roles in respiration. I will talk about some of the other key ones now, because when we go on to look at breathing techniques in the next podcast, you will then have a greater understanding of why these techniques are recommended. It is important to mention that the heart works closely with the lungs, as it pumps the blood around the body. Some of you listening may have heart conditions, and breathlessness is a common symptom of heart disease as well as lung disease. The techniques we will go through for coping with associated symptoms will be relevant and useful to you no matter what the underlying cause of your breathlessness is. So on to the other structures which are important to be aware of when learning breathing techniques. The first one is the diaphragm. The diaphragm is a large flat sheet of muscle which sits at the bottom of your ribcage. In its resting position, it bows upwards. When it is activated, it flattens downwards, allowing your chest to expand. Your ribcage surrounds the heart and lungs, and the diaphragm forms the bottom part of your chest, 
which, like a treasure chest, contains precious items, in this case, your vital organs. When you breathe in and take air into your lungs, they expand like a pair of balloons. As they do so, the whole chest must expand to accommodate this, so the diaphragm contracts, flattening downwards as the ribs move outwards. The ribs are able to move outwards because of muscles which sit in between the ribs. These are known as the intercostal muscles. During normal relaxed breathing, the breath out should be approximately one and a half times to twice as long as the breath in. This is because the inward breath is active, involving contraction or tensioning of the muscles, whereas the breath out is passive, involving relaxation of the muscles, which happens more slowly. During normal relaxed breathing, and in someone who is fit and well, the work of the diaphragm and intercostal muscles is enough. Their work enables the chest to expand sufficiently to allow plenty of air into the lungs. However, when a person exerts themselves, sometimes other muscles get involved to allow air to be drawn in and breathed out quickly. These muscles are referred to as accessory muscles because, like a fashion accessory, they are additional to the main piece. In this case, the accessory muscles work in addition to the diaphragm and the intercostal muscles. These accessory muscles have other primary jobs and just get involved in breathing when extra help is needed. You may have noticed in yourself, or when watching other people who are breathing heavily, that the shoulders lift, and you might even notice bulging of the muscles around the neck. What you are seeing or experiencing here is accessory muscle involvement. If you have respiratory muscle weakness, which can happen with more advanced disease like cancer when the body is generally weaker, or with a neuromuscular disease like motor neurone disease, the accessory muscles may be involved a lot more and you may have to rely on them. The more we can relax the accessory muscles, and focus on using the diaphragm as efficiently as possible, the better. In doing so, your breathing will feel more relaxed and comfortable, less stressful and less exhausting. However, sometimes the contribution of the accessory muscles is required, and it is important that anyone with respiratory problems seeks professional guidance and has a one-to-one -one assessment. In the next podcast, we will explore and practice a technique called breathing control, which is all about achieving the best breathing pattern for you and giving you back a sense of control over your breathing. For today, I would like to leave you with that image of the lungs, which are at the centre of it all. I would like you to think about their structure, looking like that upside-down tree remembering just how huge a surface there actually is within them for the exchange of oxygen and carbon dioxide to take place on. I would like you to focus on the idea that you will be able to learn some techniques which will enable you to make the best use of this huge area of lung surface so that your breathing will feel easier. Return to the idea of that huge old oak tree. Perhaps you have come across one like that 
during a walk in a favourite woodland or a newly discovered place. One of those huge old oaks which look like they've been there forever, standing solidly and grounded with the wisdom and insight of over a century of growth. Roots planted firmly in the earth. Just as the tree has this strength, your body also has a lot of resilience. And we have evolved over the years so that our respiratory systems are well designed and adapted. And they are capable of functioning surprisingly well, even when affected by disease. This tree image can be a relaxing and empowering one to hold in your mind sometimes when things feel stressful. Remember that like this tree, you also have strength and resilience, more than you might feel at times. If you are feeling anxious or struggling with having to spend a lot of time at home and indoors, you can also imagine yourself seated beneath this tree or walking through the forest with leaves fluttering in a gentle breeze, the scent of your favourite season and birdsong all around. We hope you have found this podcast interesting, helpful and reassuring. If you would like to find out more about us and what we do, and for further information and resources, please visit our website, which you will find using our initials at stwh.co.uk. Thanks for listening, and please join us again for the next podcast. Thank you.